We interrupt this program to give you breaking news. You're listening to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. Now back to your regular scheduled program. Hello, everyone, and welcome to UCM Radio, The Beat. You're listening to Chatting It Up, uh, the only radio show where I stand on my head the entire time. I will not come back down, and my brains will probably explode due to blood flowing. Because that's how that works. Medical science. Woo! Uh, but anyway, I'm Greg Burns, and joining me today we have Gavin and Evan Rupp, resident twins here at UCM. Hello, Greg. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, but to our listeners out there, the Ruffs and I were in our high school debate team, and we wanted to share some of our favorite memories from our time in speech and debate. I just realized the script says memes, not memories. Really? We did make up memes, though, on our team. We did. Do you remember that? That was there, great. There were quite a few memes on the team. This is true. Uh, but anyway, something that I thought would be fun first was to talk about some of the events that we were all a part of in the speech and debate team, because I'm sure everyone in the audience is probably wondering that. So my events that I did first, Gavin here, if anyone didn't know, um, was original works, poetry, prose, and poi. So to break that down simply, it's original works was something that you created yourself and you presented. Prose was more story-like, and poetry obviously is poetry, but it doesn't always have to rhyme. And then poi was program oral interpretation. So you kind of took a collage of all these different things and created a message out of it. I was on the team for, what, two years, and I didn't even know what that was. Well, it was very specific. It was, a, it was an NSDA event, and, you know, we went to the uh, NISHA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Evan, what events were you part of? All right. Um, My main one was dramatic interpretation. I also did original works, prose, storytelling. I did do improv duet once, and I did dabble in radio as well my first one or two years on speech. I did improv duet, and that was one of my favorites too. Uh, DI, dramatic interpretation, was typically a 10-minute memorized performance, usually very dramatic. It was either completely depressing or just very emotional in general. For prose, like my brother said, uh, you read off a book, typically eight minutes long. Then uh, storytelling was very interesting. You had to sit in a chair the entire time, and your material was a children's book or story, completely memorized, with very childish movements, reactions, as if you were actually telling the story to a group of children. Original works, yes, you make it all your own and you perform it, typically eight minutes. And then there was improv IDA. duet. Yes, <laughs> IDA, improvised duet. Um, acting. Acting, yes, improvised duet acting. I think it's improvisational duet acting. Improvisational, really? yes, yeah. probably. I, I think that's actually how Probably the full term. I yeah. just shortened to improv. Yes. Well, I prefer to say improvisational duet acting because mm-hmm. I think it sounds way cooler. It does sound cool. Mouthful, but still, yes. <laughs> and what was that about? Well, actually, I mean, I'm sure you two could probably tell more about it because yeah, I only did it once. You oh, you want me to tell you guys? Yeah. Well, before we get into that, I'll go ahead and tell about all my events and then go into that. Got it. Uh, so I wasn't on the team for too long, so I didn't do too many events. Uh, but something I did was I did HI, which is humorous interpretation, uh, much like DI or dramatic interpretation. You took about a 10-minute memorized story, did it. The only difference is instead of it being dramatic, it's hilarious. So, you know, funny jokes, ha ha ha. And then I also went ahead and I, I did radio as well. 
which that was typically, how long was that, 10 minutes, right? Five. five. It five had to be minutes, five. Right? Yeah. So you had to go out and look for sources from, I believe it was from 24 hours within the event, find those sources, put it onto a script, and then you had five minutes to read it all to the judges. And you had to have like certain topics in hand, like you had to have a national, local, and worldwide topics, and then your own little flair as well. Uh, and then lastly, I did IDA along with some of my friends here, <laughs> uh, which is improvisational duet acting, like we said, which all that is is you typically drew a line or you drew a scene from a hat or whatever they had. Uh, you drew that and then you had about a minute or two to discuss with your per partner uh, what you're going to do. And then once you did, you have five minutes to do a skit of whatever the heck you wanted. And it was typically hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. The times when it worked out, which was most of the time. Oh, yeah. It worked out really well. Especially if you get, like, a really good uh, partner with you that you can, like, work with yes. really well. You bounce off. No one is overpowering the other. Oh, yeah. And also, like, when you're really comfortable, you can do really funny scenes together. Like, when you're both, like, really scared in a scene, you can, like, get really close and, like, hug each other. Yes. Like, look terrified. Almost be, like, one mind. Like, yeah. Like, okay, I know this person's going to do this. Uh, like, there was one time, me and Caleb, we, we did IDA together. Uh, and so, when we did it, there was one time we did a scene, and I actually almost cried on stage. Ugh. Because I just got so into the scene... Because, like, uh, my character was, like, a really happy-go-lucky guy, and his character was, like, you know, total emo teen over mm -hmm. here. And so, like, he threw a, a teddy, a stuffed animal that my character had gotten in, like, a Walmart aisles during Valentine's Day, because we did the thing during Valentine's that day. And so, like, my character was like, oh, look, this giant teddy bear I found. And then his character was like, I don't freaking care about it, and threw it across the stage. It was all imaginary. Wasn't even real. And yet here I am. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, a seventeen year old about to cry because my friend threw my imaginary teddy bear <laughs> off stage. Ah, oh, it was great. We actually got first place for that, so Good. <laughs> me me almost crying on stage got us a win. So I mean I guess I can't complain too much about it. <laughs> oh yeah. And then sometimes like you try to plan stuff, but then something just happens, and it, you just have to go with the flow with it. Mm -hmm. It's it's important to know that usually IDA performances they are they're either really good or absolutely terrible. There's literally no in between. But watching them, which I often did sometimes, that was always fun to see. Oh, Especially yeah. supporting, of course, your teammates during their event was always a great time. Oh yeah. Oh, I have a story of I don't I don't want to be mean, but I'm just gonna say that. They were the first team to go that round, and I don't think anyone told them that they had a time limit, or they weren't, like, forceful enough to be like, okay, your time is up. So they went on for 10 minutes, and it was the longest 10 minutes of my life. Typically, it's five minutes, correct? Yes. yes. Five minutes, and you kind of get a one-minute warning towards the end. Running on and on, and sometimes they'd look at one another for, like, five, ten seconds, and then they would continue. So then eventually when it was done, it was like, I just felt bad for them. Uh, but moving on from like the bad experiences, That's what true. were some of your like guys' favorite experiences doing your events? Oh, should we talk about Windsor? Yeah, let's do Windsor. Okay, so for me, I didn't do good at speech until really my senior year. So when senior year happened, towards the end of the semester, there was a tournament at a school called Windsor. I don't know if people know where that is, but Windsor. And for some reason, 
Evan and I did really good. So where I think we did five gold medals between us. Five, yeah, I think it was yeah, five. We, we got five gold medals for Warrensburg High yeah, School. You guys can make your own Olympics with that. I know, right? <laughs> like, literally, some people were like, is this the same person going up? Because they weren't really paying attention, but... It was it was hilarious. We I had a blast there, and it's just always fun going to finals and then winning something and knowing that you worked hard and you earned it. Oh yeah, something which was hilarious to me always. Me and Tim were typically the last who for our HI events, mm-hmm. uh, and so we're both from Warrensburg. So every time we were the, the last two finalists, I look at him and he look at me and you know give give each other a handshake and i always stare at his eyes and go may the best warrensburg win oh. <laughs> every time and it was hilarious uh and the first time that i actually beat him was i'm sure you guys remember this i, I got a little trophy for it mm-hmm. uh made a whole thing about it like they're like and the winner is greg burns and i did a whole like who me kind of joke because i honestly wasn't expecting it so I was like, at that point, I might as well make this really dumb joke. And a lot of people really enjoyed it. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, one of the funniest things is after I get the trophy, I go back up to our speech and debate coach, Miss Bushmeyer, mm-hmm. and I go up to her real quick and I say, hey, can I retake my photos? Because like two or three days earlier, I took my senior photos and all I had in it were like two medals and that was it because yeah. I didn't really get anything my junior year because that was my first year doing speech and debate. So then here I was three days later with a trophy that I still to this day wish was in my senior photo. Yeah, those were the optional ones, right? Where you kind of had like a pedestal and you yeah, kind of got the dressed banner. up. Yeah, and they yeah. Hung it in like the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they hung it that year, but they did have it there. Yeah, I have mine in my hallway. Good. So you can look at yourself every single time. Yep, I went ahead and put a piece of tape up there with a a piece of paper that has a crude drawing of my trophy that I earned. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, so now my trophy's there forever. Perfect. The memory of it will live on, of course. (laughs) What was one of your favorite memories, Evan? Um, oh gosh. tell us. So my main event was Dramatic Interpretation D.I., and it is a very, it's it's an emotional time, of course. My favorite part was when I was able to make myself cry during the performance. I don't mean to be downcast or anything like that, but being able to summon tears at the very end of your performance is like literally the best thing ever. It just means you're doing good, just like what Greg said about um, his IDA uh, with Caleb, was it? Yep. Yes, yep. Caleb. Caleb Jordan. Yeah, he... Uh, Shout out to my dog, Caleb Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, if he's listening, I mean, hey, Caleb. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's speech is one, it's one of the best times to just really let loose, get into it. And just the biggest thing about speech is to just commit to it. I remember Mrs. Bushmeyer saying that if you hold back, uh, you're going to look ridiculous. So you might as well just go all out and risk looking ridiculous that way. Have something good come out of it. And I think that was so good about speech was, yeah, it, it was really such a time to be able to really commit to something and fully feel it in your entire heart and soul that was always such a fun time and we're gonna take a quick break here don't press that escape key for when we return we will have more fun stories for you all
and welcome back to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. We last left off hearing from Gavin and Evan about their experiences on the high school speech and debate team, along with my own. Aw, oh, man. I personally enjoyed doing, like, the different character voices. Yes. And definitely doing, like, all the jokes. And hearing people laugh from your jokes that you've been spending so much time working to get right is just the best feeling ever. Yes, oh, yeah. my word. Definitely. But uh, I, I want to ban upon the thing on how you said multiple characters. My favorite event was Original Works my, during my senior year, and I had multiple characters. And how long did it take you to perfect your characters, Greg? I know a few of them. I pretty much got instantly. Good. But then there's a couple of them, especially two of them, that I struggled really hard. Because all my characters I had was I had a college interviewer. Because mm-hmm. uh, my, my thing was 13 Ways to Screw Up a College Interview oh, yeah, by Ian yeah. McWethy. Mm-hmm. Loved the script. Loved it. So my characters were the interviewer. Then I had this nerd. I had this guy who pretended to be Batman pretty much. Although yeah. he called himself the Claw. <laughs> so just an off-brand Batman. Hilarious. And then I had this magician. And then I had this really lazy guy. I got the claw and the really lazy guy, like, almost immediately. Mm -hmm. It was just doing the magician and doing the nerd. Because for me with the nerd, I couldn't just figure out which voice and, like, which position I wanted him to be in. Yeah. And, like, the magician, my hardest thing I had was trying to make him sound different to the interviewer. Okay. How about you, Gavin? Did you feel the same way about that? I did. Um, my senior piece was called My Guardian Demon. So it was like a little kid who, instead of having a guardian angel, had a guardian demon. And um, I feel like the kid was easy to get down and the demon was good to get down. But I had some angels in there and I like to have their voices be higher. And then I had like another demon and his voice was very scraggly and low. So it kind of hurt my voice afterwards. So that was also very hard to do. For me, I guess, I didn't really have many characters. Honestly, most of my events were single character um, performances, except for my storytelling. It was really tough for me to get down. You really do have to become this super animated, high-pitched almost really energetic kind of performer. And I'm not like that. Um, I'm I'm not naturally this really energetic or um, super, uh, I guess you could say, caricature-ish personality. So my, my storytelling was called My Lucky Day. It's about a small piglet who tries to outsmart a fox from eating him. And so the fox was easy enough to get down, just kind of like this suave, kind of mellow, yet kind of intimidating fella And then you have this little piglet, which is this super energetic, high-pitched, very emotional little guy. And it was, that was tough for me to get down, for sure. I would not do it now because it's probably cringy as anything. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was, I didn't have too much problems with characters, but that was definitely one that stuck out for sure. Oh, yeah. But it's definitely still enjoyable to be able to finally, like, get these characters down And then to just be like, you know, listen to it all and be like, wow, not only is that really funny, but that's also like pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you did like "Mm, a great job (laughs) at it. Uh, my, my My favorite part of doing the characters is always doing like a little something for each character. Like, you know, you have your position, you have your voice, you know, the basic things. But then doing that extra little something to get the character down. Like for my nerd character, what I did was at one point he got like really angry at the interviewer because he thought he was insulting his mother. So what I had him do was 
he would stop halfway through that and just quickly pretend to use an inhaler. Because I figured, like, you know, if he had asthma, which, you know, stereotypically, that's a nerd kind of thing, mm-hmm. not to offend any of my fellow nerds out there. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, you know, just doing that right then and there, I felt was perfect. And I don't think many of the judges wrote anything about it, but I'm sure it probably added something to the character. At least for me, it added something to the character. I thought it was good. I don't know. The, the judges never play anything down. All I, the, I, thought, I thought it was good. Oh, yeah. I saw your performance. But a lot of judges, for some reason, wrote down on my sheet that I sounded exactly like Napoleon Dynamite for mm-hmm. my super lazy character. Hmm. I've personally never seen the movie, so I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but I'm sure, like, some of the listeners out there have probably seen the movie, so they're like, oh, okay, I know exactly what character you're doing then. And great job for you having that exact same voice then. Mm-hmm. You know, you're welcome to my eight listeners who love that movie. <laughs> no, but the judges were a whole nother thing, weren't they? I mean, oh, yeah. sometimes they were parents, sometimes they were past uh, speech participants. Sometimes they were awesome, and sometimes they wrote nothing. Oh my god. Gosh, that was... Or sometimes, like, I'm, you had humorous events. Did any, sometimes judges, like, didn't even have a reaction to anything you were saying? There was actually one judge who just stone-faced the entire performance. However, when I got his paper back, I read it. He had the most detailed notes out of every other judge at the tournament that day. He oh. put in a lot of useful information and even said... I absolutely loved this part and like was like I laughed at this part but yeah no I was like very surprised that that's what he wrote like all this like really useful information I was like dang this guy was just analyzing me and he somehow really enjoyed it and just forced himself not to tell me that (laughs) which that is just like skill right there let me just say it is for sure but I, I think for the most part it's to not like have any bias towards any performer I mean I could I mean I'm sure you had uh, judges where you were the favorite of the room or at least favorite of that performance or that round and it was I mean it's daunting but it, it's kind of refreshing to have a new judge every single time um, it's a new person to perform to it's a new face to see and new wisdom I mean those notes, Clearly, they improve everything that you need to sometimes. Sometimes they gave some really weird advice. (laughs) I mean, I think one time I was trying to do like a woman's voice. No, I was trying to do like a young kid's voice. And I think they said, "Uh, your woman character is sounds very strange. And I was like, oh, boy, that's a child. What about state? Let's talk about making it to state. No, 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 you need to talk about districts first. It's just a regular competition. I mean, there's nothing crazy about <laughs> well, districts. but that decides state to see who moves on to state. It's just the stakes are higher. That's it. But then, but then state happens. Yeah, and happens. state though, that was fun. My word. We where do we go? Was it Springfield? Usually, was the one Springfield, with the Missouri. Yes, with, with the Bass Pro. Yes. Yep. Oh my gosh, that was Springfield awesome. Bass Pro. That is a vacation all on its own. Mm-hmm. That place is huge. But, 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 I mean, basically, state, we, we all went as a team, and um, we, we stayed in a hotel, remember that? We always yeah. uh, stayed the night in a hotel. Yeah. Uh, we raided the breakfast place every, every, <laughs> every time, and we practiced beforehand, and then... Swam. Yes, yes, we, yeah, we went swimming. That was fun, too, but... Uh, I jumped in the pool with my clothes on. 
I just hung out in the hot tub with my aviators on. That's all I did. Chilling. <laughs> Chilling like a villain. Vibin'. Uh, what's funny, though, is I don't have many great memories of, you know, speech and debate states. Because I only went there once. Uh, the place that I had, and I didn't even, you know, make it to state or anything, so I was just there, really. I, I was there for Reader's Theater, which was the event we all got to go to state for and whatnot. I was there, too, Greg. Yeah. I, I also didn't make it to state, so I was there for Reader's oh, okay, Theater. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, but, yeah, no, so that's the only reason why I was there. So it was kind of, you know, like, it was cool hanging out with everyone. But the place that I had way more fun at was, was FBLA State, if I can get a little off-topic here. Yeah, mm-hmm. right because when I went to FBLA State, I had an actual piece that I actually got to go to state for. And it was also my first year in FBLA, and here I was at state like, oh, hey, guys, look at me. The funniest thing about the whole event was that uh, when I got my, my results back, you know, standing on stage to see how I did, uh, I actually got sixth place. Mm. Out of how much people? Uh, they never tell you how many people are in the event, but I know at least 10, because 10 people got medals. Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming there's probably at least 20 or more people who were Damn. probably a part of it, uh, but I know 10 people got medals, and I was one of them. I was not expecting it at all. Uh, I got sixth place, which was amazing. And when I was reading what the judges wrote, uh, the thing that got me into speech and debate was this event because I did the game design and they hated the game. (laughs) I got super low score for the game. However, my presentation that I did, the judges absolutely loved it and gave me super high points for that. So that's how I pretty much got like a 50-50. So that's Mm. how I ended up getting sixth place kind of thing. Wow. So I was like, dang, I must be pretty good at this speech and debate kind of stuff. So let me go ahead and swing on by. And that's when we came to Warrensworth High School. Woo! Junior year. Junior year, yeah, that was it. (laughs) But, um, no, I mean, yeah, I'd say speech probably had some of the best memories of high school for sure. Um, Different crowd compared to theater with musicals and um, other such clubs. But, no, yeah, band. I mean, yeah, you were a band kid. Yeah, how how would you band. say how would you say the band um, uh, environment and crowd is in comparison to the speech and debate crowd? Well, I was only in band for one year, and as some of our listeners may know, I did not play the flute, and I still cannot play the flute, so I can't tell you how it was doing the actual events, but the people. Uh, This is actually like a very touching story, I guess. But uh, I was new to the high school because, I mean, freshman year, everyone's new to the high school. However, I was like, you know, brand new to the the whole state because like I just moved in there. And uh, like my first class I had in the morning was band. And apparently like the band teacher like was like, oh, and here's our new student, Greg Burns over here uh, or something like that. And then during lunch, I just sort of picked a table by myself and started eating. Didn't really care if anyone sat with me or anything. And then a ton of the band kids were like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to sit next to the cool, the, the new kid. He's so cool. Like, oh, hey, Greg, how, how you doing? Like, oh, hey, guys. And like, just Aww. like the whole table was full. They had to start taking other chairs over to start sitting with me. Because like, oh, we're going to go sit with the new kid. Wow. 
And so that was just an amazing feeling right there. Uh, honestly, like people are like, oh, all these events are really different. But really, the connections you made with people, it really every event was pretty much the same, kind of. Because mm -hmm. you all share a passion. Or in this case, everyone but you, because you pretended to play the flute. I'm mm -hmm. talking to you, Greg. <laughs> but anyway, you know, everyone shares a passion. And so with this, you're able to create these great bonds with each other. Yeah. I think that's for any type of, like, group activity. And even during um, speech and or during band competitions. Did you go to band competitions? Uh, yeah, yeah. I stood there with a flute. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> like, you would even connect with the opposing schools, and you would have laughs with them or even talk with them, just because, like you said, you all share a similar passion. And I, think I don't that, think in band we really talked much with the other schools. Well, at least for speech, we did. But maybe for you, like you said, with your inside of your team or your group, you had a very well connections because you're passionate about it. Talk to your peeps with it. My radio peeps? Yeah. Hey, you're talking about all y'all radio peeps. We're going to get radio peep swag out here soon. No, we're not. That, that's a lie. Merch. The merch store? <laughs> yeah, the, the merch, merch store. store. We got the merch store. Oh, yeah. That's a topic for another day. The merch <laughs> store. You worked there. I did. The tiger yeah. shop. I tried to tell you I was a manager. A mascot. We, we had a special file for everything you ever told us, Gavin. Really? Yep. It was underneath the counter. It was a little sticky note. I put underneath the counter. So no one would ever touch it except for me because I knew where it was. Uh, and I wrote all of your complaints there. You know, and I got like I never showed anyone it ever. I got 100 signatures around the school to try and get a mascot. <laughs> okay. I just thought it was funny. Uh, something that I thought was funny, though, because, yes, th that is funny that you did that, but I did a very similar thing as a manager of the Tiger Shop. For you to, who don't know, uh, in our high school, we had a merch store called the Tiger Shop, and it was during our senior year that it opened, and I was in the class that did it, and so I got hired to be a manager. Didn't get paid, but it was, you know, for the experience, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and so something that was really funny to me. Everyone in the class hated it. But what I did was we were trying to make advertisements. So I went ahead on Google Docs, went ahead and put up an advertisement, just a white piece of paper, and then in black, boring, regular, everyday, you know, ink, it just says, the tiger, sh it was like, tiger shop advertisement. That's all it said. Okay. was just Tiger Shop advertisement in the middle of this white piece of paper, black formal text, like it was like... Uh, Times New Roman or yeah, something. Yeah, like Times New Roman, like just super boring, uh, nothing special about it. And I showed it to my teacher, I'm like, oh, look at this, it's great. And my teacher's like, Greg, you're an idiot, this is the dumbest thing ever, we're <laughs> not We're not going to do it. Aww. And a bunch of the other students were like, Greg, this is dumb, like Brianna, she, she said it oh, was dumb. Brianna. Uh, which was, I thought it was hilarious, though. And then my teacher's like, you couldn't even get that, like, you know, approved by the high school. Because in order to uh, hang stuff up, you had to get it approved by the high school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? You're on. And, like, pretty much accepting her bet kind of thing. I went up to the office, and since I did the morning announcements, I knew the ladies at the office. Oh. And were, you know, like, pr pretty good with them kind of thing. And I just walked up to her. She's like, oh, hey, Greg, what can I do for you this this afternoon? 
And I just hand her the paper and go, oh, I need this approved. And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Approved it without even looking. Hand it back to me. It's like, oh, ha- have a great day. <laughs> and then I walk, I march all the way back to my teaching and slam it on her desk and go, ha, I got it approved. <laughs> she's like, funny. okay, Greg, I hate you. And we're not going to, we're still not going to have that. But like, fair. <laughs> Dang. No, I think that's really meta. I think that's clever, honestly. You had so much power. You could put anything in front of her and be like, can you please approve? Yeah, just, you can hang anything up on the school if you wanted to. <laughs> just put my Snapchat all over the school. Right? Mm-hmm. Some people actually did do that. They had like flyers or business cards with their Snapchat on it. That was wild. Thank you, Greg. And that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> I would like to take a moment to thank my guests, Gavin and Evan Rupp, for joining me today. Listen to our next episode to hear from... <clears throat> I haven't had my water, oh, so now dear. I'm choking. Yeah. Is restart it. it, restart it. Power restart it. <laughs> Power of editing. Rick. And that's all the time we're going to have for today, folks. Sorry to cut it short here, except for it's not cutting it short because we're right on time. That was terrible. We're going to keep going anyway. <laughs> I'd just like to take a quick moment to thank my guests here, Gavin and Evan Rupp, for joining me today. Listen to our next episode to hear from Eric Scobie, a UCM graduate in engineering. I'm Greg Burns, and you've been listening to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. Yay! Yes! Thank you for having us. Yeah, now it's time to get off my head for all the blood's rushed there. And your brain might explode. Probably.